1: Visit by a Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
3: Always well, we
0: follow, follow,
3: follow the money. That's
0: what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah.
3: This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSN.
4: It's good to have you on board here on Follow the Money, VSN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas. Circa Resort and Casino is the spot. Good night in Major League Baseball. Last night, the twenty-fourth perfect game in the history of the sport was thrown by none other than Domingo Herman. Of course, very predictable by the New York Yankees. Eleven nothing win over the Oakland A's. That team should be—they uh, should be thrown down to Triple A, right? Um, they should be like soccer, Paulie. Relegate them. They should be relegated and get them out of uh, Major League Baseball, and definitely not moving to Las Vegas instead. And a lifelong Yankees fan and Veasan contributor Will Hill joins the program now. Uh, that must have been the highlight of the year by far as a Yankees fan, huh?
5: Yeah, you know it, it's funny. We've had so many no hitters, it, 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 you know, since the 2012 last perfect game. We've sort of become numb to the no hitters. All these guys throw 98; they all have nasty breaking stuff. But there is still something perfect, uh, still something special about a perfect game. And. That was certainly unpredictable. I mean, that's the last guy you sort of expected from. Him. He got rocked, what was it, the night of the NBA draft a week or so ago against yeah. the Mariners. Uh, not the easiest guy to root for, but hey, a perfect game, still a perfect game. It's still uh, still baseball history. It was fun to watch.
3: You know, the fan base has been furious for years and how, how, how they set the bar, and rightfully so, with 27 titles. But we were talking before you came on, and you're a lifelong fan. One World Series appearance since 2004. You know, C- Cashman cannot get fired. The fan base cannot stand Boone. And then Hal comes out a a week ago and says, I don't know what the problem is. It's only June. I mean, and I cannot fathom, because we were running down the batting averages yesterday, but how bad this lineup is and the team is with almost a $300 million
5: payroll. And this team was built around Judge and Stan, and it judges her. And hey, you can make the case. Last year's the outlier, and he's always or routinely hurt. He's always missing games. And Stan's basically been non existent. I mean, he came in last night with a 244 on base percentage. So if you don't have those two guys, that's a big chunk of it. And they've just missed so many opportunities to improve the team. And I mean, this is a team that's worth six and a half, seven billion billion, $7 billion. It's a league with no salary cap. I mean, they've missed chances to improve. Corey Seager could be on this team. Rice Harper, Machado. I mean, OK, you, don't want, you can't get all of them, but you should have one or two of them. All costs is money. And, hey, you go to the game, it costs you a fortune. It costs you $50 to park. The reason they charge so much is because they always have the best team, the highest payroll. Uh, I mean, it really hasn't been like that. Uh, in a few years, and I think 2017 was the turning point. They were young. They had a great core with Judge and Sanchez. Remember, Torres was supposed to be the best prospect in baseball, or one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they went to – they were up, came – You know, into Game Six of the ALCS, up three games to two, couldn't close that series out, and they figure, all right, they got brighter days ahead, and they just, they've missed opportunities to improve. They didn't trade for Soto. Like these are all things when George Steinbrenner was in charge. These are all things they would have done. Like Otani, you could say he wants to play on the uh, on the West Coast all he wants. Like they wouldn't get outbid for all these guys, and uh, you know, it doesn't guarantee a title as we've seen with the Mets, the Padres. The payroll doesn't guarantee a title, but when you spend, you definitely increase your chances. That's for sure. Yeah,
4: and we ran this down earlier in the show. I mean, again, New York Yankees, proudest organization in North American sports, right? They have one World Series appearance since 2004, one title. 16 teams across the four major sports have won multiple titles since 2004. That's not, it's no good. Come on.
5: And they like to tell you, hey, it's all luck. It's all random. It's all a crapshoot once you got to October. There's some truth to that. But you know what? It doesn't seem like a a crapshoot for Houston, who's in the World Series pretty much every year. It doesn't seem like a crapshoot for these other teams. So a lot of excuses, too. That's the other thing. They like to point to the, the... cheating scandal with the Astros which was fair they like to point to a lot of things they remember last year uh, in Houston the roof was open so the ball should have gone out I think it was a ball that's standing mean, there's a lot of excuses that come out of the Yankees and look 25 years to be a GM of any team I think I think it's probably a little too long I think way way past the time here we move on from Cashman yep
3: Martin right. so a team they can't beat the Astros and uh you looking at the Astros today on the card against St. Louis what do you think take us through this
5: I think it's just too much respect every day for the Cardinals. Like you guys mentioned, too much respect for Wainwright. I think if his name was not Adam Wainwright and if he wasn't such a franchise legend, he probably would be in the bullpen or DFA'd. His numbers are awful. I mean, I know it was London last time out, but it wasn't the hitter's paradise we expected in three innings, uh, 11 hits, uh, seven runs, and that was after a scoreless first. He got absolutely rocked the other day, and he's been getting hit hard all season, so uh, Houston, they haven't been able to get on track. They're one of these teams you just keep waiting for that 9 out of 11, 10 out of 12 run. That was a nice win last night, so maybe last night's the start of the run, but uh, I think they should be able to hit Wainwright, so I'll lay what's basically a pick and price here, minus a dollar ten here with Houston. Okay,
3: day game, Angels at home with Sandoval opposing Lynn. What are your thoughts on this game?
5: I'm going to fade Lynn. A lot of walks, a lot of homers. The strikeout numbers are pretty good, but uh, even if you get to that bullpen, there's a lot of injuries in that in the uh, the back of the White Sox bullpen. The Angels, we know, can hit the ball out of the ballpark, so that's uh, a pretty reasonable price: dollar forty, dollar thirty-five or so for the Angels. So I will fade Lynn here, and I'll take the Angels.
4: Here's a note on Lance Lynn on the year he has made 16 starts. I, this guy had 16 strikeouts in one previously, by the way, but three plus earned runs in 12 starts so far. Four-plus earned runs in nine of them, and five-plus earned runs in five of those 16 starts. Now, the, the problem with me here with mm. Sandoval is he's all over the map. He can yeah. be, like, pretty damn good, or it's like uh, you don't know what you're going to get with him. But um, I would don't be surprised here. You know, Captain Obvious checking in. Otani, one or two home runs in this game. Lance Lynn throwing nothing but, uh, you know, straight fastballs. Otani to go deep today. I can see that happening.
5: I wonder if the White Sox will sell here. They got some players. Look, there, there's yes. some talented players on the team as bad as the team has been. They're all, you look up with how bad the Central is, what? They're six games out in terms of first place. Do they, you know, we still got a month left, but do they sell off some of these players, Anderson, uh, some of these pitchers, or do they just say, hey, we can make a run here? It'd be interesting. There's really not that many teams out of the mix with all these extra teams making the playoffs. It's hard to get guys at the deadline because everyone thinks they're in the race.
3: No, I think you're right, though. That's an excellent point that they're they're going to be sellers, and this is really going to open the door for other teams because White Sox have so many good players, and if these guys are going to be available, and I think they will be, who are the teams that are going to, going to grab them? And, and you're sitting there in fourth place as well, and, and I think the Mets are going to be sellers also. Our guide came out today, the NFL guide. You had a good point uh, during the break about someone has to go under here in the AFC North, right?
5: Yeah, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I, I know you know Tomlin, he, he always has a winning season, I know that, but... Look, they can't all win ten games and we know since he's probably the, you know, top two or three team in the league right there with Philly, right there with Kansas City. That's a loaded roster. You figure if Lamar's healthy, I mean we just heard Mike Gold Jr. pick them to win the division, I could see that. I think they're a nine ten win team if Lamar's healthy, which is an if now this is two years in a row, he's missed significant parts of the season. But let's just say he stays healthy. they got some more weapons. They're always good. They're going to be good. Uh, The Browns, that's a weird team. They have a lot of talent. I wouldn't be shocked if they won double digits. That's one team I really want no part of. But the AFC North, the AFC just in general, is such a gauntlet. I just don't know that Pittsburgh has the quarterback, has the upside here to get to 9-10 wins. So I'm going to go under here on Pittsburgh. I I think this is finally the year where they have a bad season.
4: Do you think we're hearing uh, too much negativity on the Minnesota Vikings?
5: i do i think you can be so overrated eventually you're underrated and uh, i know they were lucky to get 13 wins last year but they're over unders what eight and a half i mean that's a big difference People go from 13 to eight okay there's going to be some regression all right they were lucky in some close games all that but i i still think this is a 9 10 win team and they're going to be much better on defense they can't possibly be worse and you're going to go from Donatello as the defensive coordinator who was vanilla as it gets now to brian flores who's a, a fiery guy Uh, He's intense. He's going to run the defense. They're going to be at least, I would think, average on defense. I know you need the players too, but that was just such a vanilla scheme last year. You're going to bring in Flores. I think that you, you can't have a bigger upgrade from defensive coordinator from one year to the next so uh that's still there's still a lot of weapons on offense with Jefferson with Hawkinson you bring in Addison Cousins if nothing else is consistent he's durable uh to me it's a really good offense if they're okay on defense in in a bad division in a bad conference I don't see why they can't get to 9-10 wins
3: they'll take chances too and if they can force some turnovers I mean uh, they could win the division you're right about that how do you how about the the south and what do you think of Carolina
5: I think that's the best value. I'm just looking for ways to fade the Saints. I know people are high on Atlanta, too. I got to see it first with Ritter. Uh, I'll just tell you this about Derek Carr. You know, if he's the answer, you're asking the wrong question. Go ask the guy who would have won the Survivor last year <laughs> if the Raiders beat the Steelers on that Christmas Eve game And you know about Derek Carr. Derek Carr stunk last year. So uh, if he's your savior, I certainly question that. And again, I got to see it with Ritter first. I, th- I like Carolina's roster. They damn near stole that division last year with really bad quarterback play, whether it was Mayfield, Walker, eventually Darnold. I mean, they had Tampa down. I think 14 to three in that game in Tampa. Tampa pulled a bunch of games out of the fire. Carolina couldn't close a couple of these games, but that's a pretty good roster They're, You know, they bring in Sanders. They bring in Thielen. If he has anything left, I think they're good on defense. If Young pops right away, there's no reason that ke- that team can't get to like, I don't know, nine wins might win that division. So yeah. I think they're plus Certainly. 350. There's some plus 370s out there to win the division. To me, that's way too high of a price. I think that's a good value.
4: I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to talk about Rookies of the Year in about five minutes here on the show have you dabbled in that market yet maybe taking a little Bryce Young at 5 to 1 or have you considered Frank Wright coach of the year?
5: I've considered both of those. I haven't bet either. The one that I kind of like is Gibbs for the Lions. Lions running back because that's a good offense. You know, you pick a guy that high especially when you get criticized for the pick, you're going to feed him the ball to try to justify it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of points there, a lot of red zone opportunities. So I think Gibbs, I think you get him at nine to one. He can catch the ball. I mean, I, obviously they took him too high, I would think, but uh, he's a hell of a player. So I think that's a, a good value. Running backs tend to pop right away. So uh, I, I do like Gibbs nine, ten to one in that range. Yeah.
4: I mean, there are two starting running backs from a year ago, both gone, different teams now. Right. Like right. the usage rate's going to be there. He's going to have to get the rock
5: absolutely that's a good offense throw you know especially when they're indoors they're comfortable uh they're going to score a lot of points that was a really good offense last year it's a shame they didn't make the playoffs they would have uh, they, they would have put up a good game because they, they're fun to watch and already looking forward to that week one against kansas city that should be a fun game so it'll be here before you know it
4: yeah could have done some uh, damage last year in the playoffs uh, i firmly believe that you can follow will on twitter he is at not the will hill thanks pal we appreciate the time
5: I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep, good Thank luck you. today.
4: So he's on the Astros, likes the Angels, and uh, first five under in the Cleveland Kansas City game. On top of it, mm-hmm. all right.
3: Good points on the Vikings too. We'll see if he's right, but it's been there's been a lot of uh, slander, maybe yeah. rightfully so, but certainly they're gonna they they can't be any worse on defense in that horrible scheme that Donatel was running.
4: That's true. What's also true is they can't possibly win that many close games. Yep like that's that doesn't it's almost impossible to repeat that so we will take a trip down memory lane with recent NFL offensive rookies of the year and see if it can lead us into making a bet for this season that's coming up next here on v
2: Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
4: I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life.
5: This is Follow the Money on VCN.
3: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vCN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Odds, data, analysis for every game. Hit your next sports bet and start at vSun.com. Good luck.
4: Okay, a trip down memory lane here looking at the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year and maybe a player or two to wager on this season. And I went back and looked, Paulie, at every winner all the way back to 2006. And I stopped there for a couple of reasons. Number one, the draft has changed a lot in the last 20 years. And the year before that, here's the example, all all you need to know. In 2005... Three running backs were drafted in the top five. Ronnie Brown went second. Cedric Benson went fourth. Cadillac Williams went fifth. That doesn't happen anymore. So you're not going to be talking about a, uh, you know, this year we did have Mm. two in the top 12 taken, but that just, it's gone. Those days are long gone in the NFL draft. Also, 2004 was the year that Ben Roethlisberger won the award, but this will tell you how different teams approach that position Eli Manning was selected number one overall. He played in nine games. Phillip Rivers, taken ahead of Ben Roethlisberger, sat for the first two years because they already had Drew Brees. And Roethlisberger came in because Tommy Maddox got hurt. And then he was undefeated as a starting quarterback. He went 13-0. and But this, this will tell you all you need to know again about how it's changed over the years. At that position, in 1970, Dennis Shaw, for the Buffalo Bills, played quarterback. He won Offensive Rookie of the Year the next quarterback to win was in fact, Ben Roethlisberger in 2004 because quarterbacks never played. They would always sit. Wow. So since then, since my list goes back to 2006 at 17 years, eight of them were quarterbacks, 12 were top 10 picks, eight were top five picks and three were non first round picks taken in the second, third and the fourth rounds. But, Overall, eight quarterbacks, five running backs, and four wide receivers. It can go to pretty much any position here, but generally, again, top, top ten certainly helps. First round overall usually mm-hmm. is going to be the case. Last year, I mean, a lot of the stuff, though, is a big-time race down to the end, like last year. I mean, Garrett Wilson won it. He was taken 10th overall. He was the second receiver taken. So it's like, who did you take last year when you were betting to begin the year, right? were you going to take Drake London who was selected 8th overall? Did you take Olave who was taken one pick behind Garrett Wilson or Jameson Williams who was taken 12th? Well, here's the beauty of this, more and more sports books will leave this up throughout the entire year. Yes. And it's not like, hey, it's week 1, all of a sudden, bets are off now. You can't you can't bet the offensive rookie of the year anymore.
3: Well, you mentioned this too and we got several tweets on it yesterday. Now you have to you really have to factor in East Coast bias. You you thought it was ridiculous that Dayball won Coach of the Year. Okay, nice turnaround. But look at look at the teams they actually beat when it was all said and done. And then Wilson gets it as well, which I, I will say he's in for a store in store for a big year because he put up a lot of those numbers with uh, with Zach Wilson. And see what you want about Mike White, who's not that bad. But some of that came with Mike White too. But imagine if he had White the whole year, or if he's going to get a whole year of Rodgers, what his stats could be. But you, I think you have to factor that in as well. Now, this year's Wilson, could it be Addison or Flowers? Who knows? Uh, but you also have to think about the, the, your, your, so many weapons with those teams and how many catches, receptions are they going to get as well. It, I do think the Robinson thing, we're really getting carried away. Plus 250. Well, he's going to get a lot of touches. There are also plenty of weapons, number one, on that team. Number two, is Ritter going to get you the ball? Yeah, and what know are you going to do on the ground? Because certainly Smith... Likes to run the ball, but how many carries is he going to have? How many touchdowns? Well, he'll just mention it, too, with Gibbs. Williams had, what, 18 touchdowns?
4: Someone's got to get all those touchdowns now in Detroit. Yeah, and there's no more DeAndre Swift. That, too. He went bye-bye. Yeah. There's no way I could bet Be- I love Bijan Robinson. I could not bet him at plus 250. Come on. There's no way. It's way too short. Yeah. The, and then, like, if you're going to go wide receiver to begin the year, are you going to take a stand with... You know which receiver are you going to go with. I oh, am. Yeah. Addison's going to be in theory, right? There's no more Adam Thielen. How much? How much is going around, though, right? How many catches is he going to get? Sure. Yeah. What?
3: Are, then, what wins it? What are the good? Maybe the same thing in Seattle. Jsn should have a big year, but then I have to count on Geno Smith, and then they throw a lot to Metcalf too. Met- maybe, and- maybe, sorry, maybe for that standpoint, you want to look at quarterbacks because they're going to come in and play right away, and they seemingly put up numbers. And I know Bryce Young was a, a favorite prop of a lot of people in our guide, sure. which drops today. So. That,
4: that, that's why, I mean, you can't, I mean, the, the quarterback position in more recent years is something that you absolutely have to look at. I like, in recent years, I've looked at uh, rookie quarterbacks who were drafted somewhat high in a spot behind an injury-prone quarterback who actually might get dinged up. Remember, we were on the air a couple years ago when I made the case for Mac Jones at 10-1 to 1 to be rookie of the year. Yep. within a half an hour, I believe, when we were off the air, it was named Cam Newton's going to get, like, he. what happened with him? He was released or he was benched. It was going right. to be Matt Jones as a starting quarterback. And he was going to win that award until Jam- Jamar Chase went crazy in the final couple of weeks of the season, and he stole the award. Um, I don't know if there's a great angle with that this year, but Chase did come from behind to win it that season. He was taken fifth overall. Think about the players he beat out that year. And remember, he was as high as 20 to 1, here at Circa in the preseason because he had the yips and he couldn't hang on to the football. But Lawrence went first that that year. Zach Wilson went number two. Trey Lance went number three. Pitts went fourth. Waddle sixth. Devontae Smith, 10th. Justin Fields, 10th. There was a ton of skilled guys who were in the top 15 picks that year that you can make a case for. In 2020, Herbert was taken sixth overall. That was another thing that happened. We were on the air. Yep. And he came in for Tyrod Taylor, because they screwed that up with him on the bench. They injected him with like a painkiller, went into his lungs. And it's like, oh my God, this sounds horrible. And 20 minutes before the game, Herbert found out he was going to start against the Chiefs. He nearly won the game. That Monday, we're like, well, if something's wrong with Tyrod Taylor, you have to bet Justin Justin Herbert at 16 to 1. Lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. And Tyrod Taylor never played again for uh, the Chargers. He won it. But that year... Burrow was in the mix until he got hurt. Tua was taken fifth and it was loaded at wide receiver. Ruggs went 12th, Judy 15th, Lamb 17th, Jefferson 22nd. So it's all, it's difficult to like make a a big time case for, I think one of these wide receivers.
3: Mm -hmm. I see that.
4: Right. Because you don't know which one's going to pop right away. Hell remember Christian Watson last year, was three hundred to one, even after the Cowboys game when he scored three touchdowns, and he, made, he he dropped all the way down to like five to one because the Packers were he was a scoring machine, and it looked like the Packers were doing everything that they could to get him more touchdowns down the stretch and win the award. So Murray won it in 2019. He was the first overall pick. I will remind you that was again down to the wire with Josh Jacobs, who was taken 24th by the Raiders, and people people hated that pick and nobody wanted about him. And also A.J. Brown came on. I thought A.J. Brown deserved it that year. He was taken 51st overall, Tennessee wide receiver. Barkley won it in 2018, second overall pick. Alvin Kamara, think about this back-to-back years. Alvin Kamara won Mm -hmm. it, and and he was taken in the third round. The 2017 draft was loaded to the gills among them, among the picks. Leonard Fournette, fourth overall. Christian McCaffrey, 8th. Mahomes went 10th. Watson, 12th. Delvin Cook, 41st. Mixon, 48th. Cooper Cup, 69th. And Kamara took it down. And the year before that, Dak Prescott was taken in the fourth round, pick number 135. Oh, this and, is the left field one. Man. Yeah, and he was the eighth quarterback taken that year. Right. And he won it. That doesn't happen very right. often.
3: And then it was, I remember that year, it's like, well, it's the preseason, so who cares? But he was lighting it up. Oh, He, he was, was putting up ridiculous it. numbers. So then it came as well. Put him in there, and then the year that he had, and it, right. Well, imagine what that ticket paid. Uh, you're right. So, so uh, the, the Camara thing, I know third round, but the one here that going back since 2006, the one that sticks out, maybe the fluke that, that unlikely to happen is Deck. But it, I mean, it's hard when you look at this. I would, if you ask me, I have to go Bryce Young at five to one. I don't want Robinson because who? What wide receiver is it, it going to be? How many touches are you going to get? There's a lot of great candidates, though, in a good list. I don't know about Richardson with snaps and what's he going to look like through the air, not to mention about the offensive line sure. and a new coach. But at least I can trust Frank Yike, Frank Reich and uh, and all the reports are glowing about Young so far in Carolina.
4: Yep. So here's how I think I'm going to approach it this year. I'm going to take Bryce Young at 5-1. to one. He's going to be my pick. He's going to be the opening day starter. So it's going to be his job. And I will remind you again, since 2006, in 17 years, 12 Offensive Rookies of the Year were top 10 picks. So majority uh, come in that range. Eight were top five picks. Only three were non-first-round picks. Eight of them were quarterbacks. Um, but also, you need to follow this stuff, and you all do anyway. It's, it's the NFL. The beauty of betting this is finding guys throughout the season. It's like betting a game yeah. live. Bet this stuff live throughout the year. in another takeaway... Do not waste, I I cannot urge you enough here. Do not waste your money betting a tight end. Don't do it. A tight end has never won the award. And I don't think it's, I mean, tight end rookies never really pop. So uh, Reuler Fugazi is up next. The odds are stacked against us, but I think this will happen again in our lifetime.
3: Is follow the money on Veasan. Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet five dollars. You get one hundred and fifty in bonuses instantly. Promo code VSON when you sign up. Veasan DraftKings.com/slash/sportsbook. Full terms and conditions.
0: Mitch Moss and Polly Howard are here to make you a friend of ours. That would mean you were made, guy. Investigating what is and isn't legit. Professor Fugazi. All right. Professor Fugazi, we looked at it for two seconds. Seen through the lines to make you a better better. I know
3: you know. And I know you know I know you know.
0: The FTM Army is being sent for.
3: In our thing, you get sent for, you go in alive,
0: you come out dead. And it's your best friend that does. These two wise guys would never steer you wrong. Forget about it this is real or fugazi unfollow
3: the money you know it beautiful open real or fugazi a non-quarterback will win the nfl mvp again in our lifetime
4: i'm gonna go if i live until my mid-70s i'm gonna go real if i die in my early 50s i'm gonna go fugazi but yes i'll say we'll get one non-quarterback nfl mvp in the next 25 to 30 years you're shaking your head no? No, I'm saying, well, I know. Yeah, I'd have to take. But, but
3: based on, let's say, if you live to 65 and that's it. But the run we're on here, with the incredible numbers, these wide receivers are putting up and not
4: even getting consideration. And then how look how we look at running backs oh, now. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, con- forget I'm convinced it has to be a running back. Yeah. I, don't th- I don't think a wide receiver is ever going to win yeah. the award. But I think a running back can do it. Would you give me a defensive player? A do, the year JJ Watt had a while back was. Oh yeah. I mean, he's, he was getting involved in the offense a little bit too. What, what, what kind of number would you give me on that? I'll, I'll go sixty-five years old. Then we'll get a non. You want to make a bet right now? Would you give me four or five to one <laughs> on a non-quarterback winning the MVP? That's uh, that's a good nineteen years yet. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good. Yeah, all right. Okay. We're on that. How about this one down the street at Caesar's?
3: You, are, you want the field. Who's going to win the MVP? Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. The field's minus 240. Rila Fugazi.
4: Oh, oh it's minus 240. I get everyone else. I get yeah, everyone I'd, else. I'd go the field. Yeah. I'd go the field. They can all get hurt. Sure.
3: Or you just don't live up to—who's to say Allen's going to have a great year? Sure, Mahomes oh, M- M- is going to have a great year. Yeah, right, but you and also you, have uh, voter fatigue. Wait, and, there's, there's no Hurts on the list? It's only those no, three? it's only those three.
4: Oh, man, I, I would uh, definitely—I wish they would throw one more quarterback in there to get it closer to even money so I'd still take the field. You can make a case for, top of my head here, yeah. Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungaviola, uh, Trevor Lawrence, right— you can make a case for Herbert for, say Herber? Herbert for yep. sure. Yep. Lamar Jackson yep. could be on the
3: list. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Real or Real Fugazi. The Ravens will do it again this upcoming preseason. Run the table. <laughs> which may, That would make it 26 in a row. 26 in a row in the preseason for the Ravens. Real or Fugazi. Does that mean
4: they're going to cover every game as well?
3: No, no, just win. Just win. Yeah, why not? This what? is not, this is, no one talks about this. This is one of the most incredible things I've seen in my
4: lifetime with sports. 23 in a row in the preseason? Yeah, it's, it's because the non-sports betting community doesn't take preseason football seriously, and yet they're dropping the ball because they have no idea how much totally money they tough. could be raking in right over the years. And it's a, it's a machine ATS too. It's not 23 and 0. No. But they have covered most of them. Okay, so like I have all this data now that tells me they're going to continue doing this. So why would I say no to that? I think that's going to be real. Whatever it now, is now, here's care. the thing. Yeah, like, will we see the Ravens laying seven and a half points in a preseason game or more? Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, it could. It, if I mean, especially like in Week One, if we they blow year. out the team, could get carried away here. Right. We always talk worst to first, but first to worst happens nearly every single year as well in the NFL. Your 2023 candidates to go first to worst: Eagles, Vikings, Buccaneers, 49ers, uh-huh. Bills, Bengals, Jags, Chiefs—it's happening again. Reeler, Fugazi.
3: There are some good teams on the list this year. Well, Tampa—the one that sticks out—is Tampa. Yeah. But that really—I—I I, I can't. I, other than Tampa, I don't think it's a great list.
4: You? What well, you think, Vikings? Oh no, no, no! I'm saying like, it's going to be tough this year for oh, it to that's happen. What if I mean, it's that's not what Tampa. I think. Yes. I think the teams that won it last year are—we we don't. Right. And by the way, we don't say this every year. We make the case for different teams to go first to worst every single year this year it's it almost has to be tampa doesn't it's it got to be injury related if it's not tampa yeah for sure it has to be injury related okay uh the fewest wins any team will have is no lower than three is that real or fugazi so let's assume the cardinals are the worst team in football they're gonna yeah they're still gonna win three games
3: yeah god Yeah, I still think they'll find a way to get to three. I think that's fair. Yeah, Yeah. or maybe Tampa, too, which I think Tampa's going to be right there as far as one of the worst teams in the league. I don't disagree. The most wins any team will have is no higher than 14. Yeah, that's too high. No, I I, even, and I know most people in the guide just pick, it's San Francisco and Philly uh, to come out of the NFC. I don't think you're going to get, you're not going to get the 14, Oh,
4: no, no, I'm saying like nobody's going to win more than 14 games. No, no,
3: real. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah.
4: I, I don't think we're going to see fifty AFC
3: is AFC is too oh, stacked. God. Too many good teams in the AFC. To go fifth, we always
4: talked about but like will even, a team go sixteen and It with a sixteen game schedule. Now imagine fifteen and two, 16 now, and once. I can't. Well, now the Eagles were going to do it last year before the injury, but yeah, that's that's still it's so hard to do. It's I think with staying healthy and everything has to break right. Yep. Uh, multiple players will hit 50-plus home runs this season. Is that real or Fugazi? That's real, yes. I think, uh, the, how about the run
3: Olsen's on? My Blazing God. hot. Robert hit another one? Yeah. If Otani stays healthy?
4: He's got twenty.
3: Right. We're almost halfway through the season?
4: He has 28. Olsen yeah. has 26. Pete Alonso has 24, who was banged with up injuries.
3: Right, right. I know he's, uh, he's struggling with the average since he came back. Yeah, I, I, real. I think that's real. Okay. Yep.
4: Uh Even with a division championship, the Reds cannot make a run in the playoffs with their current roster. Is that real or Fugazi?
3: Fugazi. Oh, yes, they can. They can outscore people just like they did last night. How long not they can do this with Luke Weaver. Is this going to continue? Oh, I mean, please. again, with the first inning? Please. Right. But this, I think they can just outscore people and, and, and hang in there. And yes, they can still win the division. If Milwaukee continues to be average and only a couple games over 500 gets it done. I mean, they can mash, man. And maybe if they make a move at the deadline, but if you just...
4: They can't, Abbott I mean, did it again the other time. How do you get good, Abbott, right? Do you get Green back? Yeah, they're going to have to have those guys come back they and at some point. The, the thing, they, there's no way, like, how is Luke Weaver going to be on the postseason roster? Well oh, he can't be. It, there's no way he can't be.
3: But that was, uh, who were the Phillies throwing out there in the playoffs? You had Nola. I'm... Uh, well, we had Wheeler, too, but it was... Wasn't it Strom? Yeah, they were outscoring people. For a little bit. Yeah, what what was the, every, every, every game guy was... guy was hitting home runs. Hoskins and, and Harper going yeah. deep. So, certainly, you, you don't have that with Cincinnati, but if this Abbott kid's the real deal, and he appears to be... we can just
4: outscore people in some of the other games. Yep. How about this for a potential MLB prop? Let's call it division winners versus wildcard teams. Right? That's the prop. Current... Division leaders, Rays, Twins, well, no, Guardians now today. Rangers, yeah. Braves, Reds, Diamondbacks, current wild card teams, Orioles, Yankees, Angels, Marlins, Giants, Dodgers. I might have to go with the wild card teams in that prop. Is that real or Fugazi? That's Fugazi.
3: I want the division leaders. I still would take, yep. I still would, I, I would take Atlanta. I want Texas. I've been high on them for months. I don't know if Arizona wins a division, but certainly if I can go Gallon and Henry in the playoffs with that offense, I still don't know what to, the Orioles are good. Obviously, they're real because of their record, but who would they throw? Who, who do you trust in a playoff game? Yankees can't hit. That's Dodgers it. are good, but I worry about the rotation. The Dodgers snip on the uh, – trip on the banana peel every October. Gi- what happened to Logan Webb? There's another one. It doesn't make any sense. He comes out, he gets roughed up in the first inning. He's been so good. Yeah. Uh, I'd still have to go division leaders. And plus, you got the Rays, too. I'd still have
4: the Rays in that list. Yeah, I was going to say, the three teams that you're going to get, more than likely at this point, things could happen, certainly. I mean, they're only up by a handful of games, the Rays. But you're, it looks like you're going to get the Braves. Well, I feel confident about that, though. I mean, if I rank them, I say, obviously, yes, Atlanta. And then
3: you say, I would go Rays, and then probably Houston. I mean, I mean uh, Texas, about who's going to win Those are the, the three divisions. teams, Those, for right. sure.
4: Yeah. But I mean, you can have the Guardians, you can have the NL Central winner, right. and if it's the Diamondbacks, I, I mean, you're looking at some really good wild card teams this year. The Blue Jays, I think the Blue Jays are probably going to make the playoffs. It's going to be tough because so many right. teams
3: in the American League are good. That's right. We talked about it earlier. There's going to be five. They got five teams right there: Yankees, Orioles, Angels, Blue Jays, and
4: Houston. The two of them aren't going to make it. Think about that. That would be a fun prop to put up. Maybe it, maybe it, we can reach out to DraftKings and uh, they can post that sometime. That'd be fun. I don't know. They could. I guess they could do it today and then just adjust the number well, as the season goes on. Yeah, it's like the other thing
3: you asked, Mike Palm. I mean, right now, how many current division leaders are going to do it? I'd say three, but those other ones, who know? No, NL Central, forget about it. And and you got the Giants and the Dodgers hot behind. Arizona and the Dodgers are still favored to win that division, even though they're in
4: third place. Since we talked to him last about that, I mean, we do have a new leader, right? Yeah. And that's the Guardians in the American League Central. We'll touch on uh, the card more coming up next. It's a loaded card today with some uh, decent pitching matchups, but this, you know, longtime ace, no longer trustworthy, and he's laying a big number in today's game. Details on that coming up here on v
0: betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
1: hey sarah i loved love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was edited so well
2: Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever.
3: Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets every host and guest. Unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the leaderboard to view betting records. ROI, who has the hot hand? Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings. 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber
4: today. Sign up now. $19. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. All right, loaded Thursday card today in Major League Baseball. Uh, I talked about this before the break, Paulie. Long-time ace, um, no longer really trustworthy, especially when he's laying in the neighborhood of a $1.90, and that is the number today applied to uh, the current number in the market on Max Scherzer. Now, again, going back to May 3rd, which is basically a couple of months at this point, he had a really, really bad start on May 3rd. He then followed that with four... You know, pretty decent to good starts. The two starts after that were like unmax-like and not good at all. But then, following those two bad starts, the last two were pretty solid again. Three earned runs combined and 16 uh, Ks, eight strikeouts in each of those last two starts. But a dollar ninety, maybe he's terrific again today, and the Mets sticks get it going because it is going to be Hauser for the Brewers. His first start since May 9th, Toronto. Really got to him on May 30th, and the A's tagged him in his last start, which is 20 days ago. Um, so there is an opportunity here for the Mets to score some runs, but I just I can't lay a buck 90 with Max Scherzer. Well, we'll see how they respond
3: after Cohen's press conference yesterday, where he said if this continues, I'm, we're going to be sellers, and we're going to get rid of some guys. And then it, even the story was floated out there the other day that you know would Scherzer wave is no trade, uh, and 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 would he be gone? Um, but a, little, a little, little convoluted there, what happened with the interview and stuff was lost in translation. In any event, uh, they've lost every series in June and they're 25th in ERA for the season. That's all you need to know about this outfit. So uh, th- this well, see if this gets them a shot in the arm, knowing that what's ahead, that guys could be gone, bye-bye. And Cohen certainly had a good press conference and was saying all the right things, which if I have a $350 million payroll and I'm eight, nine games under 500. I'm obviously gonna get rid of people. This has not worked out. And maybe the kiss of death too, going to bat for Walter. Okay. Which I would say say he would gone, and maybe the GM's not far behind it because this has been an unmitigated disaster in New York.
4: So if Max Scherzer would in fact waive his no trade clause, he signed a three year, $130 million deal with this club back in December of 2021, when he was making a World Series push that year with the Dodgers. That's an average annual sal- salary of forty three point three million dollars. How many teams are going to say? Oh, it's true. I, mean, I know. I would. I would think the Dodgers potentially. Uh, I
3: don't know. You're right with that contract and how bad he's been. I'd rather see if Verlander's available and no. not Scherzer. But yeah, that's certainly true about how many teams would 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 want him. But I maybe mean, a change of scenery and then get in the middle of a pennant race would help him. Would the Yankees? I would think. I would think more would be offense though with the Yankees. That's what I think too. They need too. sticks. This offense is a joke. I, I think with, I have with Cole and Rodon coming back at some and Severino was solid
4: last time out, and still Herman. I think I'm, I'm, I'm okay there. I just need more, no more bats. You know, I wonder if the Padres would actually be that team, because re, they, remember they were in the mix. They were going to get Max Scherzer at the deadline in 2021 before the Dodgers swooped in in the final minutes and, and they gave up more. Well, same thing though. Uh, offense is the problem. I have the pitching.
3: Walk is hot. Musgrove's hot. Snell's hot. Darvish hasn't been but I still have Darvish I'm you know I'm in the middle of the pack on all these key uh offensive categories it's a big contract
4: to take on Sure that too it's a lo- it's a that's a lot of money
3: I think what you're looking for though maybe the, what the White Sox do I mean if the White Sox start moving people would you want a Giolito would you want a Lynn would you I mean who, I what mean, are they going to make a available because I think that could, they could be cleaning house I mean if you're if you, the Minnesota Twins were in first place under 500 yesterday. Now it's Cleveland with the Minnesota loss and you're still in 4th place? Chicago? After the debacle last year too? So you thought getting rid of LaRusso would help out and it's still Don't you think major changes for the White Sox at the deadline? Like I would think.
4: Every possible contender would be cutting in line and offering more and more prospects for Dylan Cease if he became available. Yeah. That's the guy that every single contender would want. Mhm. And I think that the White Sox would absolutely get a nice haul for him. I mean, you could, if if they were actually going to say bye bye to him, the rumored deals that would take place after that, or the rumored teams that would be interested, it would be every single team in Major League Baseball. Yeah, that has a chance. That has well, a pulse well, whatsoever. Oh,
3: here's another one, and he goes today. Uh, the rumor mill, maybe Cleveland gets rid of uh, Bieber's uh, Bieber. Uh, yeah, who's only five and five with a three six nine. He goes today. I do like Cleveland because Granky's been so bad, and it's a day game. But that's, who, who knows what Cleveland's thinking. Yeah, you're in first place, but the division's so bad, it's the best of the lousiest and the lousiest of the best. If they, We've seen this before. You referenced it last week with the White Sox. They were in the mix like a game or two out and they had a fire sale. That's right. So who knows what these teams in the AL and NL Central look at the deadline and what they're going to do, whether they're buyers or sellers. and Maybe mm-hmm. just say, well, this isn't realistic. We're not going to do anything even if we get in I certainly would go to bat with uh, Cleveland and Bieber today, and it's mostly opposing Granky, who's had some hideous numbers.
4: Yeah, we had on uh, V Sin contributor Will Hill earlier this hour, and he told us that he is in fact betting the Astros today against the Cardinals. I can't blame him. Um, boy, this number here on Houston—about a buck ten, buck fifteen in that neighborhood. Adam Wainwright's going today. His ERA is 6.56. He's 3-2 on the year. He's made nine starts. You go back and look at every single start, earned runs allowed. Go, starting on June 24th and working our way yep. back, yep. seven, three, 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 uh, three, five, five, four, four. It's every single game he's getting torched. So you have to, we have to find ways to bet on this Astros team today, scoring runs. Maybe a run in the first inning, or for this team total to go over in the first five, or for the game in general. Wainwright stinks. The whole team's bad.
3: Thirty-three and forty-six, and then what they've been priced at, not only this whole series, but for much of the year. Uh Phillies playing good ball, seven and straight on the road, trying to get the broom out on the Cubs. Still two back uh behind the Dodgers for the final wild card spot in the National League, but five over. And Walker's pitched uh, well. I would look at Philly to keep this going. And then I'll also ask you your thoughts on that game, but also if you Miami still forty-seven and thirty-four. They won again. Bellow's been hot. And it's Lozardo against Bello, And the Marlins trying to sweep the Red Sox now. I mean, this is something with Miami. I mean, they they, they have a better record than San Francisco and the
4: Dodgers. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to bet the Marlins today. Lozardo's road numbers are... Okay. I mean, to compare them, his home ERA on the year is 2.65. On the road, it's 5.45. So it's basically a full three runs worse on the road than when he goes at home. The whip is 1.5 on the road. It's 0.97 when he's at home. The Ks per nine are higher when he's at home by almost one full K per per nine innings. Um, he has, let's see here, 18 fewer innings pitched on the road than at home, and he's allowed three more home runs on the road. So he's not the same guy away from when he's at home in Miami. Yeah. And and Bayo has been good. 3.27 ERA on the year. Overall, um, the numbers are, and it's not like anything that's been. Lucky for him, his whips at Tad High 1.27, but a two ninety-three bab up is basically right around league average, so he's not getting getting fortunate or lucky with the balls in play. Uh eight and a half strikeouts per nine. Ah, uh, okay. It is what it is. But he's been he's been pretty decent this year for the Red Sox.
3: Miami sixth most difficult remaining schedule the rest of the way. And another reason to dismiss the Mets and, and realize the run isn't coming. Third most difficult remaining schedule. Yeah. Still seven left against Atlanta and Arizona and six against Miami. Houston with the fifth easiest remaining schedule. More on that coming up when we do a little draft with Mike Palm.
4: Uh-huh. Uh huh. White Sox at the Angels. Lynn goes, like you said, bringing up all three of those guys who might get dealt, or at least one of them. Taking on Sandoval. Again, Lynn has made 16 starts on the year, three plus earned run in 12 games, four plus in nine of them, and five plus in yeah. five of those starts.
3: Yeah, I could only take the Angels. Uh, but, you know, going back to what we said earlier, you. Look what's going on with the Bulls. Everyone laughed at what they did with Vucevic, and then they doubled down and they gave him a three year extension. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's impossible what they've done where they've been mediocre for 10 straight years. And the last thing you want to be in the NBA is average. The Bulls have mastered this. Yes, they have. And I, I don't know, people were laughing at that deal, and now they went out and doubled down and gave the guy an extension. They did. I mean,
4: everyone's mocking the Chicago Bulls
3: today. So. Also, you don't know how uh, organization's going to look at it and defend a trade or, or an acquisition.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure this is going to happen or not, but reports earlier this week suggested that Derrick Rose could be going back to Chicago. So you just want to remain yeah. stagnant again this year. I mean, come on. Um,
3: again, tough card, though, where there's so many undecideds and you don't know who's pitching and... And 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 stuff off the board uh as well. And uh, a lot of day games though as well. And this is, you know, again, get busy living or get busy dying if you're the pod race. Musgrove a dollar ninety against the Pirates, trying to avoid the sweep. I mean, there's six games under five hundred. So I just think at this point you just have to say it's not it's not happening. Yeah. We're halfway through the season. And it's it's one thing if you're gonna rally and get to five hundred, but you're gonna have to jump three, four, five teams to do so when it's all said and done. For sure. And not only are you out of it. You're, you're seven back and you'd have to catch the brewers and the
4: phillies let's just start start there can you can you have a better record than the cubs joke what's going on in san All diego right. the vp of circa resort and casino mike palm is going to join the show and studio coming up next not a great week here for mike and the owner derek Stevens. have to ask him about the heist that took place
2: Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.